0: Welcome to track number two of the Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit.
1: The next one, the Sweet Influences, has God spoken to you already? Right. The next one is the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit on your ministry emphasis and priority. Now, yeah, your ministry emphasis. You see, if you are a minister, and I believe you are all ministers, yeah. if you are a minister of the gospel, okay, everybody's a minister of the gospel. Everybody. A lot of ministers are ministers. Yeah. But, the emphasis, now, a lot of things that I'm going to say, I don't want you to be hurt or offended. Okay? I just want you to receive it as what it is. Okay. The emphasis of the Spirit the the influence of the Spirit on your emphasis. You see, when, when the Holy Spirit is working on you, he makes you to emphasize certain things. He makes you to have a focus on certain things. He makes you to prioritize certain things. Okay. Now as a young person, when the Holy Spirit is working on your life, He makes you emphasize certain things. He makes you focus on certain things. Okay. Now, Let's take past this. There are many things we can focus on. Such as what? Number one, we can focus on um, the nature of God. We can also emphasize or focus on the the what? Old Testament prophets. <laughs> Isn't it? We can emphasize New Testament doctrine. Isn't it? We can emphasize holiness. Love. We can emphasize on love. We can emphasize on prosperity. We can emphasize on faith. We can emphasize on joy. Hope. Giving. Gifts of the Spirit. Miracles. The Word of God. The work of God. We can emphasize on what? Dominion. The believer's authority. The origins of the Bible. History. We can emphasize on leadership. I mean, when I say emphasize, I mean, you have all these then this one becomes repeated. Okay? When you are a young person, like many of you are young, you can emphasize on many things. Number one, you can emphasize on getting a beloved. Yeah. Some people are very serious about that. Number two, you can emphasize on relationships. Right else on campus. You can emphasize on passing your exams. You can emphasize on doing SATs. SATs, is that what you call it? You can emphasize on what else? Getting a good job after school. You can emphasize on having a first class or a second upper. It. Yes. You can emphasize on the continuation of your studies after you finish school. It. Yes. You can emphasize on doing what your father wanted you to do or your uncle wanted you to do so that you could take up after what he's asking you to do. It. Yes. You can emphasize on politics. You can become an SRC secretary, nuke secretary. What's (laughs) Tescon? Tain and Tescon. Wow. So all these are emphases that you could have. Let's take the emphasis on having a beloved. It is an earthly influence. Because on earth, it is good to get a beloved as far as this earth is concerned. And then it's also a sensual influence. Because if I'm not spiritual, what am I? Earthly, sensual or devilish. If I'm not spiritual, that is what I am. I'm either earthly, sensual, or devilish. Yeah. I preached two hours about that. If I am not spiritual, what am I? Are you there? Are you there? So, it is sensual. It's earthly. It is also important. We have our senses. We have this earth to live on. It's not devilish. It's not devilish. It's earthly. It's sensual. I mean, brothers, we have a lot of sensations. We have a lot of sensations. Or oh, some of you don't have those sensations. Yeah. Earthly, sensual, or devilish. Now, you may emphasize on your postgraduates. Where you are going to do your masters in Wales, in England, in America, in Singapore. It's good. And it's a good earthly ambition and aspiration. It's not demonic. Anybody doing masters is not doing something demonic. It is not demonic. It's a good earthly vision and aspiration. And I'm saying all this so that I can say what I want to say. Are you there? Emphasizing on your job that you are going to get after you finish your course in social sciences or sociology or psychology or political science whatever it is you did. You did a good job at at Lever Brothers, VRA, Tigo, MTN, Glow and any of these places. Or maybe to come back as a TA. Do you get it? These are all good visions. But they are earthly visions. They, they come from the influence on the earth. And if you are going to do well in this world, in this life, you need to think about what you are going to do after school. You need to think about your job. You need to think about your postgraduate. You need to think about all these degrees. You need to. You need to think about getting a beloved. You need to think about the right beloved. It's going to affect you for the rest of your life. Whether you like it or not. Are you there? So ladies and gentlemen. All these. Are the focus of many young people. In the university today. But. If you are under the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit, I will show you how your mind will be working. I'm not going to show you steps to work it that way, nor keys to help you to be under the influence or principles about it. I'm just going to show you what it is like when you are under the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to be under the sweet influence of this F? Are
0: yeah.
1: you want to be under the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit? Turn with me to Acts, chapter one. The former treatise I have made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, until the day he was taken up. After that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Speaking of things that pertain to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he ye have heard of me, for God, for John, surely baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. When they were therefore come together, they asked of him, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now you see, these are men without the Spirit. They were waiting for the Spirit. While they were waiting for the Spirit, they became political. Yeah. I don't want you to be offended with my message. And and this is one of the last times I'm going to say, especially for the sake of those who will be listening to what I'm preaching. Nobody should be offended because I cannot help but to preach the truth. Do you understand? Politics is not the impression of the Holy Spirit on you. It's because you have don't have the Spirit. That is why you've given yourself to politics. Yeah, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the Holy Spirit. Read it for yourself. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They were now asking whether the kingdom the kingdom was going to be they were going to win the elections or who was going to come into power in Israel. Because the Romans were in charge and They they were ruling. How many have watched this film? Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. Who has not watched it? Ben-Hur. Raise your hand if you've not watched Ben-Hur. Write it down. B-E-N Ben-Hur. H-U-R. Watch it. Your your intelligence will be widened. You see, when you watch certain things, you must watch certain films as a Christian. Okay? Ben-Hur. Just as a normal person in the world, to know what is happening in the world. A lot of films are just about what happens in the world. Are you there? Yeah. Ben Hur. If you watch the film, you will see what it was like. The Romans were ruling everywhere. They were. They were. It was like how America went to Iraq, and they were. Where the Iraqis wanted Americans to go. That's how it was. Romans were there in the Holy Land. They took over, and they said, "We are the commanders here." Yes. By force, they were there. So they always thought Jesus was coming to save them from these Romans. In fact, when they wanted Jesus to be crucified, Pilate was worried because of his wife's dream. He didn't want to crucify. Because I tell you, many, many unbelievers have dreams. You should be careful sometimes even your security guard may have a dream or even a person who is not a Christian can have a dream. You should be careful because sometimes even unbelievers are spoken to and through yeah like nebuchadnezzar had a dream of the tree and all these type of dreams yeah you see them pharaoh and all these guys you know they don't have the holy spirit but they were giving dreams yeah because they have some connection with the kingdom of god you get it what was i talking about i was talking about something yeah Pilate's wife had a dream that this is a dangerous person. You don't just uh, be careful. So he did not want to. So he tried everything, including exchanging a very well-known criminal so that they would just say, oh yeah, I mean, there's no one worse than Barabbas. I mean, you cannot go worse than Barabbas. So let Barabbas stay in prison and this guy should come out. But he tried that and it still did not work. Then he took water and washed his hands in front of them. And he said, I don't have anything to do with it. He was trying to, but he, 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 they never convinced him till they heard a certain voice coming out in the crowd that you are not loyal to Caesar. Yeah. When he heard that, he politicians, you know, sometimes politicians can be so disgraceful when they things. You would think they've never been to school. I mean, you look at Obama saying that a man, two men should marry. I mean, it's so shameful. And even in our own government here, you see where a law says that somebody should be given a house, they've gone to court, court and everything, then the, 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 the government will now come and overrule what the court says. I mean, how can you do that? And it's done by people who are lawyers. Who have gone to school and teach law. (laughs) It's it's wonderful. So you you should be careful. Politicians are some of the most dangerous people. Yeah. Anyway, so I was on a pilot. What was my point? He's not loyal to Caesar. But I was telling you something else. Yeah, those of you who are going yourself into politics. It's because you don't have the Holy Spirit. And that is in exchange for your real calling. By all means, some Christians who have to do politics. Yeah, there is no nothing in politics that can be exchanged for being a minister of the gospel. Never suggested to me to be a president or to be anything as low as that. Amen. Amen. They did not have the Holy Spirit. Most. Christians who go into... I I cannot say all. I cannot say all because in everything I've seen God do the exact opposite. You know, He can raise up somebody and use the person in politics. To do do a a great work is possible. That one I, I cannot say because it's not an absolute thing. But mostly it's people who don't have the spirit who go into politics mostly yeah and you see people who claim to be christians when they are there they don't they don't stand up for what they believe muslims are far more loyal to their religion when they are in power so now they were saying will you now restore the kingdom and he said no no It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in His own power. (laughs) Those are seasons which God Himself changes. When it's time for war in Ghana, no amount of democracy and MPP and NDC will make the war stay out of Ghana. When it is time for peace in Ghana, no amount of shouting on the radio and whatever can bring war to Ghana. And it's all about seasons. If you look at certain countries, Nigeria, for instance, I mean, when I saw Ronald Bonke there from the year 2000 till now, till about this last, it's just about they have, I think they have stopped their crusade for about 10 years. They were only in Nigeria. I said in my heart that a bad thing is going to happen to Nigeria. And that is why God has sent Bonké there to go and be a salvation, a warning of the gospel to them. And so I thought somebody said that it's likely that after Bonké finishes there will be a war. Oh yeah, I said it long ago. And we are watching as the whole place is becoming somewhere. Yeah. So, God has seasons. Every country has seasons. Quiet, like Abidjan. Years ago, if you went to Ghana, from Ghana, you went to Abidjan, you are going to Europe. It was called Petit Paris. Paris, Petit Paris. It was a small part. When you, when you walk in the streets of Abidjan, it's like, um, it's like abroad. Yeah. Skyscrapers, very beautiful. I mean, old is now sports. but it was like that. My Ghana was nothing today they have had whatever and the whole place is some way and they have rebels coming from somewhere all kinds of things going on so it's seasons it's seasonal peace is seasonal stability is always seasonal so ghana is in a season of peace when the season changes you will ascribe the reasons to this person this 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 but it is not that it's the season that has changed (laughs) yeah. <laughs> so those are not things that can be brought about by human beings. That is why most politicians are disappointed people by the time they finish their work. They are broken hearted and disappointed by the time they finish whatever they are doing. And they can do very little. But when the emphasis of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God is on you. He just switches from the politics. Hallelujah. And in verse 8 he said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea, all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the outermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, well, they beheld He was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Amen. Amen. When the Holy Spirit is on you, you will emphasize on evangelism and soul winning. You will emphasize on going on missions to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. This is the influence of the Spirit. He says, And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. And the power is to get wealth, isn't it? You shall receive power to get wealth. You shall receive power to further your education. Now, So I want you to, I want you to realize that all those things are non-scoring. God is not interested in all those things. I'm telling you, your little bitty job and all those, it's just nothing. Uh, Excuse me to say, you see, I don't want you to be offended. You see, it's not important. It's not important. You understand? Your job is, your job is not important. Your, your education is not important. don't be angry with me. I'm just telling you the truth. It's nothing. There's nothing to it. You are not going to become anything. When you go to school for a long time, it will turn into nothing. You wait and see. Yeah. It's nothing. We have been to school. I have been to school. There's nothing to it. Your little bitty visions of your life and what you are going to do. It's not, there's nothing to it. I don't want you to be hurt. No, I don't want you to be hurt. I'm just telling you the truth. It's a fact. People don't want to hear the truth. That's why I brought you to the camp, so that you can look at the grass and then cool your heart afterwards. There's nothing to it. It's going to amount to a hill of beans. Take it from me. You can work and work and work and work to amount to nothing. It's a castle, There's zero. Yeah. That's true. All these teachings on business, teachings on this, teachings on this, nothing. It's useless. It's amounting to not, not Business are not getting any better. You see, I don't want you to feel I am not interested in you doing well in life. You get it? <laughs> it's true. I'm just telling you the truth. People don't want to hear the truth. If you like, let's bet and see. Five years time, come back and see me. And we'll see what you have. we we'll write what you have. Put it on the letter. We also write what we have on the right. Five years from now, if you like, let's you just if you like, let's bet. I finished school in nineteen eighty nine. I'm in medical school. I finished in nineteen eighty nine. On the t- I should have finished in 1988. But because the schoolwork was closed down, I finished in 1989 on the 10th of March. It amounts to nothing. Take it from me. It, there's nothing. All your course your school is useless. Look. Okay.
0: I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Oh. I guess that like anybody with have I'll bet you I give you five years
1: the Holy Spirit he says and after this power this Holy Spirit comes on you eh? you will now have power for master's degrees and PhDs and feather, 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 there is no other work that is important that the Holy Spirit will influence you to do. I can't lie to you. You see, many places when I preach, I don't say what I really believe. I have to just restrain myself. I have to restrain myself. I have to restrain myself. I mean, it is there. The guys wanted to go into politics. And Jesus changed said, Look, it's not, the thing is by seasons. Politics, I tell you, if, you're, if the season for peace and democracy comes, and you happen to go and stand for elections in a democratic whatever, it will work for you. If the season of peace and democracy has not come, you can campaign. uh, You will never, never be president. Yes. It's true. Yeah. You can discuss and discuss. It will never happen. Because the thing goes by seasons. Yeah. And when a season is over... The thing changes. And you see them meeting, negotiating, meeting, negotiating. The civil war in Sierra Leone, it lasted for 11 years. Yeah. When you go to Sierra Leone now, you see that the people are afraid of war. Yeah. They have asphalted the road from here, Freetown, to the other places. And you see that the people are afraid of, they know. Because there are a lot of people with their arms are cut. Everybody remembers it most of the people are they were there 11 years they know it so you see that it's like 11 years it couldn't go out but it was so safe for us to be there to drive from here all the way to one end coming back because all those things have gone yeah so it's like a new season has come and the, the season has changed from the war season but it took 11 years all the talks peace this whatever still it cannot go yeah, that's, that's how it is. So Jesus was saying, "Why waste your time doing something that depends on seasons? This is not it's not a worthwhile ambition. But anyway, you don't have the spirit, so you just go and wait. When the Holy Spirit, the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit, comes on you, huh? Your emphasis." Will change. The Holy Spirit has been upon me since I was in school. Since I was in school, yes. And that influence is what makes me want to evangelize. You see, that influence is still there. When I was in school at Legon, I would go out outreaching in Water Hall, Legon Hall, clap my hands in Water Hall, in the middle, play my guitar, sing. I formed a little group, just like I came to you 20, 30 years later. Because the, the influence of the Holy Spirit is still influencing me. It's still having an effect on me. That is why on Sunday I was in or Secondary School, yeah. preaching to the children. I have been preaching in school for years. Because the influence, when the Spirit is influencing, that will be your emphasis. I am not showing you how to do it or steps to do it but i'm just telling you what it is like when this influence of the spirit is on you anytime you watch somebody preaching a lot about money you must about money prosperity earthly gain you must have the suspicion that the holy spirit has left the person yeah i'm telling you just have a question in your mind in your heart that the holy spirit maybe has gone from that and rather. What is influencing the person is earthly or sensual. Or maybe even devilish.
0: Maybe even devilish.
1: Yeah. That's why I thought I don't want to offend anybody. All the money, all the money in the world It's not winning any soul. You can have all the money in the world. Nobody is prepared to go out anywhere. You see, the more the Holy Spirit is on you, the more mission-minded. You see, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Atamus, these four, always, it's there from the Spirit. I'm telling you, you cannot take it away from the Bible. You can say whoever you are, you can be whatever, but it's there instead you shall receive the power of the Holy when After the Holy Ghost comes, you will be my witness. You will go to Samaria. How do do you be a witness in Samaria if you don't go there? How do you be a witness in in the uttermost part if you don't go there? How How will you be a witness in the uttermost part if you don't go there? You cannot be a witness in the uttermost part of the earth and still be in Jerusalem. So, you must accept it. You see, don't quench Him. The Holy Spirit is very sensitive. When you disrespect Him, He's quenched. He feels it very much. He's very sensitive. He, he feels you don't like Him. He feels that what you are saying, He feels that what He is saying to you, 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 you look down on it. He feels that you despise it and you rather feel that money and prosperity and education and earthly life and ethnic living is greater. That's how he feels. He feels that you don't respect this. The way you say evangelism and you say missions and missionaries, he feels you don't respect him. Yeah, he feels, he feels you look down on him. You look down on what he's saying. So he feels offended and he withdraws. And when he withdraws another spirit. You see, any time the spirit of God is on you and he goes away, demons come. Because, you see, when Saul was anointed, he was anointed by Samuel. But when the spirit of God departed, an evil spirit came. So many times when people are anointed, pastors, priests and others, we are anointed and we move away from the Holy Spirit or from the church. Other evil spirits come and take place. I remember one time clearly, I saw a church, the congregation, the Holy Spirit told me, My Holy Spirit is not here. It's the Spirit of the world. The Spirit of the World is here. And the Spirit of the World brings the love of, of, of man, the love the love of the, the love of this world, the uh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. These are what will be in the system. That's all that, when you go to the church, like to be a great person in the church, to have money, to be this, you are this, you are that, you are so so and so in the church. It's like all these big man, big manism, all these things are what you are after. Look, just read it for yourself. I don't want to change the Bible. Don't change the Bible. So I'm telling you, 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 you if you want to be influenced by the Holy Spirit, it's up to you. Yeah, it's not a step. It's not a step. No, it's not a no step. There's nothing to do. I, I'm not teaching you something. Go and do six, these six things. I'm telling you that the strict influence of the Holy Spirit sends you, the, you become more missionary minded, more missionary conscious. You, you tend to move. You tend to go from your comfort zone. You tend to accept the important work that you have to do. I was amazed when I went to India. To a place called chennai and i said what you have tourist tourism wise they said we don't have anything but we have thomas's church a saint thomas church i said why thomas they said oh, saint thomas the 12 disciples thomas came to india he's the one who came to india wow. yeah so i went to the place i took picture where he was killed they have two places where he was killed he was killed You know, and then a church that was built around where he landed and where they came from outside. Yeah, that he came and brought Christianity. So that part of India is Christian. Yeah, that's that's Chennai. All that side is Christian influence because because one person under the influence of the Holy Spirit traveled. He traveled. Can you imagine how far in those days, from as far as Jerusalem to India? (laughs) No planes. Maybe he walked. He must have walked. Yeah, he must have walked. He was under the influence. But Jesus told him, when, when the Holy Spirit comes, you see, a lot of the ideas we have, a lot of the feelings we have, a lot of the thoughts we have, a lot of the inclinations we have, they are from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's not just blood. Even, even the thoughts you have, you will see a lot of the thoughts you have come from chemicals in your blood. Yeah. Wow. It's true. Wow. Like when you have a lowered uh, this serotonin, you get uh, uh, depression. You see, you get a lower, either dopamine or serotonin. I'm not so sure that one of them is either lower or high. You get uh, uh, depression. So the drug is serotonin uptake inhibitors. They inhibit the uptake. Oh, you are doctors here? Which one is it? Which one is it? You get lower level. Lower of serotonin. Gives you depression. Yeah. So when you have a lower level of serotonin, then you, 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 if you take the testosterone, it goes up and down. There's a cycle of 24 hours. And it's highest in the morning. And that's, that is where you see the boys have erections early in the morning. So it, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. Yeah. Huh? Is it not true? Are, are you not a uh, medical? Is it not true? 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Is that the peak of the... Are you sure at 4 a.m.? So even certain things that have occurred to you, not knowing that there's a sweet influence of testosterone in you. So I am sharing with you, I want you to know the truth of the matter is that when the Holy Spirit, or an evil spirit, is a new. You. you see that certain things are occurring to you. Like maybe I'm preaching, you are getting angry as I'm preaching. You understand? I'm preaching, you are getting irritated. You are being offended. So you see that an evil spirit is working. Uh-huh. Demons are moving. All, all that I'm saying is that you cannot tell what is working. And that is why I'm showing you what it is like when the sweet influence of the Spirit is on you. You see that it affects what you think. What you do. Yeah. Your priorities. Your emphasis. Yes. Yes. And as long as the Holy Spirit is on you, you will always have that emphasis. It's true. It's true. Always. Whether you are pastor. Look at me. I am a pastor of so many churches. I still have all the churches. all, all their all my responsibility. I am still involved all the time. I preach outside. I can use only my outside invitations. To have work to do. Only invitations. <laughs> Traveling outside Ghana. I can use only that to be wet, to be busy. It's true. I I'll, I'll not even I don't have to live in Ghana. I can just live outside and follow invitations. I have so many. Yes, week after week after week after week. Yeah. But if the Holy Spirit is on you, you know you will have it. And you see in Lighthouse. We are blessed that God has given us this emphasis all these years, and people people are looking and are saying. In fact, recently some pastors were telling me, said look, one thing that you have brought is that you have showed us to lift up our eyes, and these are pastors of big churches. Yeah, said so you have showed us lift up your eyes. There are places, go here, this one can go here, this one can, it's possible, go here, go. We never thought anybody can go anywhere. Yeah. And you see, that thing is the Holy Spirit, send them to the Atomos, send them to Jerusalem, send them to Judea, send them to Samaria. Let them, It's the Holy Spirit that has been working on us, and where we are standing is for the Holy Spirit to influence more people to go further. Because your life can be used to help somebody and bring salvation to somebody. Yes. I'm in 1989. How old were you? You were born. You were born. Hey! Oh you were not born predestination you were under predestination how many were under predestination in 1989 and you were not born undergoing predestination by the holy spirit i'm expecting that in 20 years from now uh, if you are, if you are not fulfilling this scripture 20 years from now, you are a disgrace. Yes, you are a disgrace. Yeah. You are, you are a disgrace. 20 years from now, you should be finding yourself fulfilling this thing. We are not here to joke. We are serious. Look, you can ask Pastor Aki and uh, what are their names? Stephen, Patrick, Patrick is here hey, he. Aki, all those guys. You think we don't want them to be here with us? We like them. These are our children. We want them to be here. But you see, at a point, you have to get up and work. You have to go and work. You have to get to the job. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not about... I mean, you cannot just stay happy forever. Just, I mean, roaming around. No. You have to go and work. Yeah. You got to go. I'm telling you the Bible. Clear. Black and white. If you have any other scripture, bring it. After the Holy Spirit, Jesus has after the Holy... Like, the, after you wait, after the Holy Spirit comes, you will see. <laughs> you, you will start be thinking about Jerusalem, Judea. So It will come to your mind. It will come to your mind. It will be in your head. It will be in your heart. At the most part of that, it will come to you. You will know it in your heart that there is something to do. After the Holy Spirit comes. After the earthly spirits, wealthy spirit comes. then you will say... I have to get a hammer. I must have a Mercedes Benz. I must build this house. I must be here. I must be there. I must have this. I must have all that. All these years, I've been following the Holy Spirit. I've not lacked all these things that people ask. So that's why I I say that. You've made it your priority. I have made Priority to serve him. And to do what he's saying. You have made the priority to get a car. And pri- and I, you have made the priority to get a car. You cannot buy the car that I can buy. It's
0: yeah. amazing. Preach.
1: Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Okay? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? And began to speak with tongues. Okay? Then they were all amazed, verse twelve, and in doubt, saying, What meaneth this? And others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with eleven, lifted up his voice and said, Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and aken to my words. These men are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it's the third hour of the day. How can they be drunk? This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream, dreams. And on my servants and my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above. The sun shall be turned into darkness. Verse 21. And it shall come to pass in that day, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear this word, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of, of God among you by miracles, signs, and wonders, which God did by him. As you yourselves know. Listen to the, how the preaching is going on. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. You have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain him. But God has raised him up, having loosed the pains of death. Because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him. And he said, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with countenance. He was just quoting a lot of scripture. (laughs) Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David. Aye! That he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is without unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him, that the fruit of his loins, according to his flesh, would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Neither did his flesh seek corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has set forth this, which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he himself said, The Lord unto my right hand. Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel assuredly know that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they gladly received the word and were baptized the same day. They were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine." What a, word. what a word. Is it not amazing? amazing. Is it not fantastic? fantastic? But I tell you, some of us, if we had stood up to preach, the preaching would have been. Standard economics tends to see development as a process largely driven by accumulation of investments in physical and human capital. As we have seen, standard economic theory underlying today's development policies, is generally unable to recognize qualitative differences between economic activities. None of today's failed and failing states could pass George Marshall's test for what creates modern civilization, As they have very weak manufacturing sectors and are unable to generate the virtuous exchange between city and rural activities. They also have very little diversity in their economic basis and limited division of labor and they specialize in activities subject to diminishing returns or commodity competition where they have no power over prices and where technological change tends to reduce prices to the foreign consumers rather than raising their wages. Historically, modern democracy began in nations where this civilization trade between urban and rural areas had already been established, for example in the Italian states. Mm-hmm. In this model, economic growth tends to be activity specific, tied to clusters of economic activities, characterised by increasing return, dynamic imperfection, competition and rapid technological progress. In addition to the capital, the process requires the transferring and mastering of skills and above all, the creation of a viable market for activities with increasing returns, where the absence of purchasing power and massive unemployment tend to go hand in hand. of neoclassical theory is that if the investments are made the acquisition and mastery of new ways of doing things is relatively easy, even automatic. More importantly, a core assumption of standard economics is that certain acknowledge that economic structure is irrelevant as capital per se will lead to economic development regardless of the economic structure within which investment is made. Okay. Solutions. Funds must be matched by the establishment of industrial and service sectors that can absorb the physical and human investments. Diversifying from raw material production is necessary for creating a basis for democratic stability and increased welfare. Even if the new sectors will initially be unable to survive the world market competition. district third world corresponds most closely to conditions of diminishing returns and perfect competition, while the rich countries whose exports are produced under conditions of shantarian dynamic imperfect competition are rent seekers whose rents lead to higher wages and a higher tax base. This failure to understand development as shantarian imperfect competition is at the heart of the argument against industrial policy. I'm sweating, I tell you. It's a powerful
0: message.
1: of geography, as an economic factor is combined and compounded with the factor time, what Alfred Chandler calls economies of speed. Oppenheimer calls this factor transport with transport resistance or resistance caused by time and geography. Historically, Australia's geographic isolation gave the country a higher transport resistance than that of Ireland. Time and distance, in other words, provided natural protection for the country's manufacturing industry. Hey, what a message! Are you being? Are you being? Are you receiving a blessing?
0: I'm
1: preaching, oh. Let me speak about African problem because we are, are children of God in Africa. In the place of this economic development that made Europe rich and malaria free, Africa keeps a colonial economic structure, exporting raw materials with an underdeveloped industrial sector. Instead of development enabling the continent to serve death, Africa gets death cancellations. Instead of development that eradicates malaria, Africa gets mosquito nets. The structural problems underlying Africa's situations are not addressed. Just the symptoms of these problems are addressed. These are the arguments we shall deal with. Let's move on to the Washington Consensus. Yeah. See now, when the Holy Spirit is on you you will not be talking about mosquito nets in Africa and the Washington consensus but you will be surprised sometimes when we are speaking as pastors you wonder whether we are economists or pastors it's true because the church is so earthly and worldly-minded, as transmitted by the pastors, and materialistic, that now a spiritual person finds it difficult to preach in a church. Yes. It's difficult for a normal pastor to preach in a church. But everybody is materialistic, looking for a way to do well in this life. It's true. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want us... No, I'm not giving you a step, or a way... I'm just telling you, when the influence of the Holy Spirit is there, you will say, Bishop, I want to go somewhere and do something for God. Yeah. Then you are a true son, a true daughter. When the influence of the Spirit is on you, a man will come to you who says that, I want... To be the richest man in the world. And you will say. "Mm,
0: I don't think. I need to be married to a rich man.
1: When you have the influence of the spirit on you. You will want to win all the souls in the world. Doctor, you are a pastor. If you are under the influence of the spirit. You will wants to win souls, even though you have a big church and you have a pastor, you are a pastor, you want to win souls. I challenge you, if you call yourself a pastor and the Holy Spirit is on you, I challenge you. When are you winning souls? When, pastor? Yeah. Amen. When I, when, who is going out on the mission field? All that is happening in the church is the influence of the Spirit. Are you there or you are going home? Okay, sit down. The next influence of the Spirit. The sweet influence of the Spirit. The influence of the Holy Spirit. The sweet influence of the Spirit makes you bold, makes you confident. So I'm talking about the influence of the Spirit on your confidence level. The influence of the Spirit on your confidence level. Now Acts chapter 4. Then Peter, Acts chapter 4 verse 1, And they spake unto the people, the priests, and the captain of the people, and the Sadducees came upon them, being grief that they taught the people, and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them, and put them in the hold until the next day, for it was even tide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of them was about five thousand. And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes, Ananias, Sapphires, they gathered the seven. When they had set them in the midst, they said, By what power, or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers, that is somebody who has been taken from prison. Yeah, he has just been brought out of the prison to come and speak. And knowing that they've killed Jesus a few weeks earlier. They've killed his leader a few weeks earlier. And they've put him in prison, which is one step to death. It's one step to death. If you remember when Peter was warming his feet under the fire when they were beating Jesus. He was warming his toes by the fire and rubbing them. And when the, a girl came to ask him, are you not the son of God? He said, what? old oh, lady, I will beat you just now. Do you know me? I'll slap you, eh? I'm a fisherman, okay? I'll slap you just now, you see something. I don't know him from anywhere. I, am, I, I never, I've never, I never joined them. I never, I say I never joined them. You cannot force me, I say I've not joined him before. I say I don't know him from anywhere. Be careful. I say I don't know him. Your mother, what do, do you see me for? I, I will beat you just now. You know, I will beat you just now. Ah! I'm a fisherman from uh, I will beat you just now. Foolish boy, foolish woman, foolish woman who born you, foolish woman who born you. I'll slap you, eh? Uh. I don't know him. They ask him, do you know? Do you know Jesus? Me? I will will curse you and your mother just. I will curse you and and your mother and your father just now. You see something. Where do you see? Where do you see me for? Have you seen me with him before? I say, have you seen me with him before? Stupid man. Foolish man. When you are speaking, use your sense. Don't get up and you speak by heart. Wow. But a few weeks later, after they took him to prison and spent one night, they brought them out. People who have shown themselves to be madres. They asked him, Peter, what do you know? This time he didn't say, I don't know him. He said, you, you are madres. It changed. What, what what made such a change? Hey. What made such a change come? Hey. And you see, even the even the the the, the Pharisees were shocked. Yeah. Yeah. It's as if we are being examined this day. Be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus whom you met at, whom God raised from the dead, even you made it didn't work. God raised him from the dead, even by him that this man stand before you. This is the stone which was set at not of you. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Verse 13. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Remember in verse 8. And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto him, You rulers and elders of Israel. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them, that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, boldness comes from the anointing. Some of you cannot even tell your parents, That, Daddy, I I believe in this is what I believe in. You cannot even tell your parents. You cannot even tell your parents. You cannot even stand and say, look, this is what I want to do. You don't even have the boldness. It's because you lack the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes you bold. Some of you don't have the boldness to step out into the ministry. You lack the boldness. You can't even make the move. There are many people who should have taken steps to work in, for God in the ministry. They are afraid, so timid. Fear has gripped them. They cannot do what is necessary. For years and years and years, they are paralyzed by fear. They are paralyzed into timidity. And they are so... They are, they are, they are so me? You say me? I, and you, you see them even telling lies. Because, you see, when you are not bold, you start telling lies. Many of you tell lies because you are not bold. And we even tell lies about things that you shouldn't lie about. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but you lie. Like maybe there's nothing wrong in coming to a camp and you say, I'm going for classes. So I'm going for a class, but you're going to a camp. An evil spirit has possessed you all these years. You cannot tell the truth. You cannot tell the truth. But when the Holy Spirit is on you, one of the characteristics is boldness. You can be truthful and bold and say, you know, I want to work for God. Yeah. I believe. It takes boldness for me to preach what I preach. Because I've I've always felt odd. There are a lot of places that they don't invite me to preach. I don't mind. They, they, want, they want me to preach something else. That's what I want to preach. And they're not bold to say what they have to say. And believe what you have to believe. Yeah. I believe in God. I believe in serving God. I believe in doing the ministry. I believe in doing the work of God. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed.
0: Why are you ashamed?
1: Yeah. I remember some time ago, I mean, well, I remember, I think, Nana Nanakufuado was being criticized by, I think, his opponents. They were saying that he grew up in Paris and he was in whatever and he drove whatever and he also came and said yes I was in Paris I grew up here and I am and not ashamed of it. I have no apologies at all for what I, what I I am thankful to God for it. You see God has given us something we don't have to be ashamed of. Are you ashamed? Rise up and be bold. You will always need this particular influence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, to be bold. When you start to pray for the sick in your ministry, you need boldness. If you are not bold, you cannot. When you start to minister the Spirit, you need boldness. Otherwise, you cannot. It takes boldness to go into the throne. Even when it comes to relating, some of you, your relationships are stunted because you are not bold. Soon. The relationships are stunted because you are not bold. It, it, the influence of the Spirit makes you bolder. Yeah, it's an influence. Many men of God, I've met them just for the first time. And the Holy Spirit anointing on me makes me bold to speak to them. And I speak. I remember one man of God in a certain country. He had the largest church there. Huge. 30,000 plus. I just met him for the first time. And the Holy Spirit emboldened me. And I spoke about certain things to him. That he was, good. he was very amazed. And then he told that I, I didn't know him, but the, the one who invited me took me to see him. So he told the one that, you know, I like that guy. I want, can you, when he comes, bring him to me again. Yeah. It takes boldness. Recently when I met Benahin I was bold. I spoke to him. I spoke to his assistants. I talked to them about loyalty. As I was talking, I said, you, you be faithful to him. I said, be faithful to him. Yeah, I said, be faithful. Yeah. I told them, I said, you, you have to be careful of familiarity. I told them, I said, Benny will be welcome in many places in the world as if he was Jesus. Yeah, and you, you are with him, you must, I said, you can easily not receive the anointing. Because you are close and you are familiar. So be careful. Yeah, I was bold. When I was with Benny Hinn alone, I was poor. I spoke to him. I asked him about his marriage. Yeah, I asked him about anything I wanted to ask. At a point, it was almost like I was taking over the conversation. Because there was another host that was there. Yeah. The Holy Spirit makes you bold. Yeah. Many of you, your relationships are poor because... That influence of the Spirit. It's, you see, the Holy Spirit, is, He just quenched, just shut up. it's, it's so quenchable. Eesh. As I'm preaching, I'm a bit worried. He can easily be quenched. Almost nothing will just take him out. He will just be quiet on that area. Wow. Yeah. I, I wasn't afraid. I spoke to him. I didn't, I, I didn't want to invite him. I wanted, of course, I would like him to come. And he said he would come. So said, well, if you can come. Then he was coming. He gave a date when we will be in Senegal having a crusade. I said, "Oh, I cannot be there." He said, "I'll come to this." I said, "Oh, I can't. I will not be there. I can't be there." Wow. Yeah. Wow. Then he rather changed his date. He said, "Look, you know what? Let me call this other one, and change the date, and I'll come." Wow. So, the Holy Spirit makes you bold. Yeah, boldness. I said, "Oh, I will not be. I will be at having a healing Jesus crusade. I'll be." In another country and I cannot, even though it's my crusade, I can change the date, I said, no, that time I will will not be there. And if you were to come at this other time, fine. Some of you, you have poor relationships. Yeah. Because that influence of the Holy Spirit, yeah, even sitting at the back. It's like you choose the back. When I was in school, the Holy Spirit told me, stand in front. Stand, let them know you. It's better to be known than to be not known. Go,
0: go, go.
1: Yeah? Stand, stand there. He told me, stand. That was, And I, I believe it was the influence of the spirit. When they are doing I war drums, I was scared. Yeah, I was scared. What about it? They asked me, stand there. There's something about boldness. Because that is probably why they released Peter and John yeah. that day. Because the boldness, it sort of yeah. paralyzes your opponent. he's it doesn't it's disarmed. He's surprised at the question. He's surprised at, at, at your move. He's like, what? Oh, what a shock. So the Holy Spirit said, stand every word round and it is what made me pass my uh uh, part Part one we call it I don't know what you call it now, part one because I remember standing there, every time my boss she was shorter than me like that. when she turned around, she would just look behind, who is there I was right there and I would ask questions I was standing in front, we are a group you always look behind where did you see me standing still? you
0: stand meanwhile I didn't know the answer
1: Boldness. And in my in my part one exam, I had a terrible experience. I always feel I should have failed. But when I when I told my boss, I said, "Sir, I think I failed." He said, "You?" He said, "Go and drink beer." <laughs> Go and drink beer. Are you sure? I said, go. I said, go and drink beer. Because they are not going to have a meeting. Yeah, they know me. They know I'm with them all the time. I stand in front, I answer questions, I speak. Yeah, you cannot just feel, you can't just feel somebody like that. No, no, no. It's not like that. Boldness. When I spoke to Benny Hinn, I asked him so many questions, what about this? Everybody was at the whole table. He was sitting here, and I was, uh, he was at the table here and I was at the end. So it was between the two of us. So everybody finished talking. And all the people, they started signalling him for that they want to go. He said, go, go, all of you go. He stayed at the table till 2 a.m. When we were going, he, we came to the side again. And he said, you know, thank you for making me talk. That's what he said, thank you for making me talk. I said, thank you for making me talk. Yeah. That's what he said to me, you know. I really, really be blessed. You know, thanks for making me talk. And he introduced me to somebody who was with him. This person is a uh, so-and-so. And this is what he, the person has done for Then I turned to the person and I said, oh, thank you for your supporting Pastor Benny. So I told him, uh, this is a millionaire. Millionaire. He told me how much they have given. I, I said, thank you for your love for him. Then when he said, "Oh, how so sweet! How, oh, oh, you know?" Hey, I said, "Look, <laughs> I'm talking about boldness. Some of you, your relationships are stunted because you lack boldness."
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: I didn't say, oh, these are millionaires, so I don't know. What? Right. I may be a thousand years, but not, the Holy Spirit gives me the boldness. Influence of the Spirit.
0: Yeah.
1: Benny Hinn, he has a message called Seven Steps to the Anointing. He said, the last step, the last step, in that message, he has seven steps. The first is the Jesus Christ, the Savior, then the, the blood, different things up to the end. Then he said the last step, that is steps to the anointing, to the presence, to the throne room. He said, the last step is boldness. Yeah. You step into the throne room. He said, that, that is a step that the Holy Spirit gives in. Boldness. And you step into the, the Holy of Holies. He said, the last step is boldness. Yeah. So, boldness is something that comes from the Spirit. Without boldness, m- most of ministry cannot happen. M- much of the things you will do, hey, you will be afraid always. If you even die of fear, because every time you will be under pressure. Can you imagine? Every day you are preaching, every day somebody is expecting a miracle, anointing, prophecy. Every day you have to come up with something to say, something to say to the people, hey! If, if you don't develop boldness and trust in the Holy Spirit, you, you'll be tired. You see, signs and wonders require boldness. The last step into the throne. We need some boldness. You are right there.
0: The last
1: step And you are in. And many of you, you follow the steps to the anointing. You have reached the last step. Now the boldness to enter. The boldness to enter. And do what God has been. The spirit and the bride have been saying. Come. 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 And then. You stay right behind the throne. Be bold. To minister magical signs and wonders. You need to be bold. You see, expecting things to happen. It will not just happen. You need some boldness to go for it. And, and when, I, when, I, when I remember one time I was watching Ben-Hin live and I realized that you have to have a certain boldness yeah, and a certain confidence to enter and to see certain things. You will not see them by just being timid. You have to boldly enter and go forward. Yeah. You can do it. Look, young man, you can do it. You can do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. Whom he foreknew. Predestinated you. Then he called you.
0: Then you are okay. You are justified.
1: Now you are glorified. You must have some boldness. One day. A pastor. It's a friend of mine he had a conference and he put out a lady to sing. So she was singing. Ooh! Powerful! But you see, when you are the producer, like if Ida is singing, I know when she can't sing. Or whatever. It's not working, not working in a song. And even the stars. Yes, you may be clapping, but I know it's not working. And she knows that there's a problem after church. So, he knew. I don't know how he knew, but he knew. So after church, he called and he told her. He said, you sang well. From this point up to this And from this point, the, the song did not work. He told her. And he said, why? What, what went wrong? She said, pastor,
0: did you notice? She said, Yeah, I knew.
1: I knew exactly the moment when you were disoriented. She said, Pastor, I was singing. Then I remembered something. When I remembered I couldn't I couldn't concentrate anymore. He says something came for her boldness. The attack was an attack on her boldness. And her confidence. It was a spiritual attack. And it was not just a spiritual attack on something vague. But it was a spiritual attack on her boldness. Satan has been attacking your boldness. Trying to take away your confidence. Make you look like you are not qualified. But he, he knew you. Before he had a plan to predestinate you to be some... Before he decided to call. Wow. So, I want you to open your heart. It's not a step. There's no steps to it. It's just information. That this is what happens when you are under the influence. The last step. And you are there. Then you are a preacher. Then you are a full-time minister. Then you are a healer. Yeah. Then you are a miracle worker. Yeah. Then you are having church growth. Just one more step. And you are aware, you are just imagining. Yeah. Some people think you are a bad boy, but God doesn't think you are a bad boy. Jesus has already got a plan Already. Already. Ah, I will show you how to find your place.